Germany's left-of-centre SPD, the junior partner in the governing coalition in Berlin with Angela Merkel's CDU-CSU grouping, has been at the forefront of a new drive to dampen the country's residential housing boom, now entering its seventh year. The Socialist Party has a quiver full of new proposals to enact new housing laws that would, in theory, promote more affordable housing in Germany's cities, where rising rents, purchase prices and shortages are causing a lot of disquiet. Their plans include further stiffening of the Mietpreisbremse, or rental cap, limiting new residential rent increases to 10% of a local benchmark and making it more difficult for landlords to give notice to tenants when they require property for their own or for their family's use. They also, more sensibly, plan to extend the recent reforms whereby he who engages the broker pays the fee from the renting of accommodation to include the business of buying and selling property, a feature of the market long since accepted in most other countries' property markets. In other words, it should be mainly the landlord or the seller who pays the broker's commission. The SPD also aims to lower the transactional costs, that is, notary fees, property transfer tax, and land registry charges, that in Germany are four times higher than in the UK, by replacing the current structure with flat fees. Such moves have form here in Germany, where in the dim and distant past, actually only about 25 years ago, the property investment landscape was pockmarked with tax relief schemes, funding instruments and preferential acquisition programmes for companies offering to provide subsidised housing. Not surprisingly, in those days, foreigners took one look at the complexities and intransparencies of the German property market and promptly ran a mile. As we reported in a recent issue, the number of building permits issued last year in Germany reached a 21-year high while developers argue that they have plenty of reason to grumble, not since the post-unification building boom, which ended for many, of course, in tears, have so many cranes and bulldozers been working all hours of the day to throw up new housing. And even that isn't sufficient to meet demand, particularly in the big cities, where private enterprise still just about sees sufficient incentive to build with the prospects of some, albeit small, reasonable return. While the meat price bremser has seemingly proved ineffectual to date, some recent scare stories have been doing the rounds, whereby tenants, once safely ensconced in their new dwelling, have been scrutinising their lease arrangements and claiming back the difference from their landlords of the market rent, which they've been paying, and the maximum permissible rent under the new laws, of which there was no mention while they were merely applying for the apartment. We don't know how widespread this is, but if it's unchecked, it could prove to be a nasty shock for private investors whose yield calculations are based on higher rental income than may be realisable in the long term. Apart from their designs on the housing market, the Social Democrats are pushing hard for more tax cuts and a softening of Finance Minister Wolfgang Schäuble's austerity regime in a year where the government needs no new borrowing for the third year in a row producing a public sector budget surplus of 6.2 billion euros last year. That, by any measure, is a remarkably strong performance. All the more so in the light of the biggest refugee surge in two decades, which has robustly failed to put the country off its stride. In a surprise move this week, 
Long-term SPD leader Sigmar Gabriel stepped down to make way for Martin Schulz, until recently the President of the European Parliament, who will now be the challenger to Angela Merkel in the national elections in September. While his party is almost certain to be the second largest faction after Merkel's CDU, no matter what happens, there is scope for big change on Germany's political landscape this year. Schulz clearly has ambitions to lead the SDP back to the lofty heights it last enjoyed under Gerhard Schröder, and to get there fairly quickly. That might mean making housing and the removal of loopholes favouring property investors a key plank of this year's socialist SPD's election platform. But one thing looks clear. The far-right AFD party, the Alternative für Deutschland party, will certainly enter the Bundestag later this year, very likely as the third strongest grouping. Trump, Brexit and the forthcoming French, Dutch and even Italian elections will all strengthen the AFD's position. And while they're still viewed as a poisonous potential coalition partner, their presence at a national level will doubtless influence how the other larger and smaller parties will all play their individual hands. Despite the outing of a very evident Nazi wing in the party, the AFD are riding the wave of right-wing nationalist parties garnering a chunk of the middle-class vote across Europe. A lot can happen in nine months, even in Germany, but the party does have momentum on its side. In any event, on a day on which the Dow Jones cracks the 20,000 mark for the first time in its 120-year history, and with even the FTSE unfazed by the prospects of the UK's new diminished status, it looks like it will take more than politics to shake investors out from investing in hard assets, seeing little to be gained by keeping the money under the pillow or buying, in real terms, zero-yielding bonds. Germany is now established as the key continental European market, and for now, still, in our view at Refire, represents the best hedge against other seen or unseen forms of European turmoil. Mm-hmm.